Okay, so we're in the bottom of Samachai. I'm going to base all the way at the bottom at the two dots. Tani, Tana, Kamei, Derev, So we're talking about, again, a person uh, who finds, uh, you know, the, the Metziah found uh, by one's wife and her Maisideh, etc. So what's the halacha? So Tani, Tana, Kamei, Derev, Metziah, Seisha, La'atzma. Rebekiva, Omer, Labayla. So, um... So, um, so to the, the the person who's saying Bryce is in front of Rabbi said that Matias Isha belongs to herself, and Rekiva says that it belongs to her husband. Um, fine. So Amrlei Hashda Umadifa Demaisiyadehi, right? Amr Rekiva Latma Matias Lakolshikin. So when it came to um, Hadafa, so Hadafa meaning if she has. We spent a little while talking about adafa, meaning there's extra, extra money that she makes in terms of her uh, parnasa, and if she makes extra, extra money, what happens? My seideh, Rashi says, top of some of the from Aleph, v'shayich lameimar sheheil shalow the my seideh tachas v'zonos. I mean, it's possible to say you could have argued that adafa should be his, right? Um, after all, it's like. It's, it, it's like a regular Maiseideh. It's, it's more, it's extra than, than the regular Maiseideh, but it is Maiseideh. So I would have said, it was this, and nevertheless, we hold that Hadafa, that's my, you know, Hadafa, Rabbi Kiva says, belongs to her. So then I would then assume, then, then certainly things that she finds should belong to her. And nevertheless, we have over here, right, the, the, the Tana who spoke in front of Rabbi said that Mitzis Isha, that uh, Rabbi Kiva said should be her husband's. That seems kind of strange. And furthermore, why, why do I think this should be should be true? Um, again, that the that the Mitzia should be hers. You know, for Kavach Omer, this none. The mission says, "Konam shani The woman says, "I take a you know a shua that the things that I make, that my money that I make, etc., shouldn't should be forbidden to your mouth, meaning you shouldn't be allowed to use it." So, ain't no tzarich affair. Then the Tanakama says that he, the husband doesn't have to be uh, made for the nether. It's not necessary because it's not going to be it's not going to be chal anyways. Um, Rashi says, right, "That which I make is forbidden to you." So says Rashi the Mishab delay. Right? The according to, again according to the to the uh, Tanakama there, she doesn't have to be the husband doesn't have to be made for the nether because it's not it's not going to. Uh, you know, uh, it's not going to be hal. Um, however, Kiva Omer, Yafer, Kiva says, no, you have to be made for that nether. Why? Because maybe she's going to end up making more money than just the regular Maiseideha. And what's going to happen? And then there's going to be the nether will be hal. Sounds like otherwise it, it would have been to talk along to him, right? So, so, uh, so certainly, Rashi says, Shema Ta'adif, Hadafa Didahu. It belongs to her, and she's able to make a, uh, you know, she's able to make uh, a nether on such a thing. So, uh, so if that's true, right? So what's going on here? You, we, we just said that the Maisiadeha, which we think would be his, really, really is, you know, is 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 hers, um, and therefore, and so certainly, um, um, I would have said, you know, Kama Homer, that the Mitzia, the Mitzia should be hers, and we have a right, uh, you know, a. a, a a mission here that seems to say also that it sounds like the the hadafa again according to Rabbi Kiva at least she has to the husband should be made for the nether why because otherwise she's going to be able to uh, to actually answer to him because it's in her hands to answer it so Ella so, sorry, so Ella epoch no so, so rather flip flip the uh, 
Sotashitos, Mitzias Aisha Labaila, Rabbi Kiva Omer Laatma. Okay, now so Rabbi Kiva holds that if she, the Mitzias Aisha really belongs, belongs to her. So the, the, you have to flip the Shitos. Rabbi Kiva believes that a woman finds a Mitzia, that it belongs, uh, it belongs to her, which again is still against our Mishnah, which it says in Mitzias Aisha, Omai Sedea Labaila. But fine. But that's the Shit of Rabbi Kiva. Okay. So the Gemara says, Vahaki Asaravin, Amrabi Yochanan, Bahadafa Shalo Adiat Chak. So when Rabin showed up from Eretz Yisrael, so he said, wait a second. This is what Rabbi Yochanan, who lived in Eretz Yisrael, is what he said. He said, When it's a hadafa, that's not adiyad chak. So you mean hadafa shaloy adiyad chak. Where Ashi says, right, literally that means hadafa, extra earnings that she makes, that doesn't come from having pushed herself. It's not, not so difficult. So what does that mean? Rashi says, shaloy adiyad chak, going to iranis ubalas malacha. She's a worker, she works. And it's not so, so difficult for her, right? She just continues to do her regular work. So, um, so back in the Gemara, right? So, right? If it's just like regular continuing work, extra hours, but it's the same, it's basically the same, same work. So everyone, everyone agrees that that money belongs to her husband, right? No, the machlokas is, it's when it's, uh, it's a hadaf that comes by the chak. Rashi says, I did. Chak, go and shedachka atzma ve'adiv. It's always hard when you, your definition of a word, of a tra- is the same word, right? But, but that he, she pushes herself, right? She really pushes herself hard uh, to, uh, to make that extra money. That's, that's where there's a machlokas, right? So, kipliki ba'adav ashe'adiyad chak, tanakama savar labayla, rebi kiva savar la'atzma, and tanakama says that belongs to her, rebi kiva says it doesn't belong to her. Um, uh, sorry, tanakama says it belongs to her husband, and rebi kiva says it belongs, it belongs to her. Fine. Uh, look at Rashi for a second. Rashi says, ki asa ravin, this moment, what does the Gemara assume? That mitzia ka'adafa ashe'adiyad chaki. Right, the assumption is that, that money that you find or something that you find would be considered like right? so you just bump into something and you find it. So that's like you know, uh, extra money that you make for working a few extra hours but it didn't, didn't require a lot more extra effort. Right? If that's true, right? if, if uh, the mitziah is considered like so now we're, ner- so now we're bothered. Right? I can't believe it. Rabbi Kiva holds that if it's that Rabbi Kiva says it's la'atzma. So that's true. So certainly the mitzvah should be la'atzma also, right? So amrav amravav no mitzvah also kahadav shel adiyat chak tell me right no that the mitzvah is considered adav ashe adiyat chak I plucked it Rabbi Akiva Rabbanan that's the machol guess Rabbi Akiva the Rabbanan fine so it's not not a contradiction so by Rav Papa asa lo shtayim bebas achasmo so Rav Papa asks what if she did both at the same time so like what what if this this extra work right. Is done like she 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 makes two you know you know two two extra things at the same time. How does that um does that you know is that considered you know again falling into this machlokas is this category of adav she's doing two things at the same time. Maho by Ravina shlosha odalit bebasachanah. Where she says three or four things at the same time. Right, we know that women are better at uh, multitasking than men are. So I think it's a. Uh, uh, neurobiology tells us that, right? Look at Rashi. Shtaim shalosh va'arba v'asachas. Rashi says shomeris kishuim. So she's uh, guarding cucumbers. V'tava bishon, and she's also uh, spinning uh, thread. U'melamedes shiul and nashim, and she's teaching women how to sing. B'schar for money. U'mechamemes beitzin becheka. She's also keeping uh, eggs warm. She's doing, you know, oboitzei talaim. Haosim meshi. So she's doing four different jobs all at the same time. 
So is that considered, you know, you might say that's, that's not, you know, on the one hand, it's easy. She, she's, she, she manages these things fine. Or no, that's, that's really hard work. So that's considered, you know, hadav So my answer is take you. We don't know. So when Rabbi comes, he'll answer this shala for us. What to do with this hadafa that's done three or four or, you know, things at the same time. Is that considered or not? Okay. Next. So next thing was that the Gemara and Mishnah talked about what happens if Boshes and Pagam, right? What if she gets um, embarrassed or she's damaged some way that the uh, Boshes and Pagam, the Tanakhama said it belongs to her. If it had been Sarah said, that uh, depends if it's, uh, if, if, if it's something that people could see or not see, a third to him, a th- two-thirds to her, two-thirds to him, a third to her, depending on, on whether people see it or don't see it. So Maskif la Rava Barav. So, uh, so Rava Barav asks the question. And Rashi points out that this question is going to be against Rabbi Huda ben Becerra. Okay? And what's the bother? What, what bothers them? So, this is true. Meaning, if you're going to tell me that there's a scenario where she gets embarrassed, and because she gets embarrassed, what happens? You give the money to her husband. Right? Again, the Tanakhama said, Boshta is, belongs to her. Someone embarrasses her, so that, that she keeps that money. But according to Rehudah and Misera, there are times when she can get embarrassed publicly and the money goes to her husband. So if, that, if you're going to take this to the you know, logical conclusion, what's going to happen? So if that's true, then if I, what, what happens if I embarrass, uh, you embarrass my, my, uh, my horse, right? Are you, gonna, are you going to uh, have to pay? How can I buy the mason and the boshes? Are you going to pay the, the, the owner of the horse the, um, the money for boshes? And obviously, that's ridiculous, right? That's not true. So, uh, so how can it be that I'm going to pay, pay a husband for his wife's boshes? So says so, Gemara, what do you mean? Vesus bar boshes? A horse gets embarrassed? That's not, that's not, that's not a good kasha. Sus doesn't, get, doesn't, doesn't have boshes at all. So fine. So el rekak vebigdo shel chavero. Hachanam in a bele meis on the boshes. So maybe I'd argue. No, but fine. So that's a bad example. But let's try a different one. What happens if a person spits on the clothing of their friend? So would you say that you have to give the friend, in the same person, uh, boshes, pay him boshes for his, his clothing having spit on it. I mean, if you want to say, yeah, maybe I would. We have a mission that says as follows. So any of these situations, if you spit on a person and it reaches them, or you uncover a woman's hair in public, or you take off, you know, rip off his clothing, so what happens? To pay him four hundred zuz for doing so because it's such an embarrassing thing that you did to this person. That's only true if you spit on the person and it actually gets on them. But if it just gets into clothing, then you're potter, right? So, so what do you see? That that if you spit on a person's clothing, that um, you do not have to pay them boshes, right, for their clothing being uh, getting disgusting. That you don't have to do. However, you have to pay if your wife gets embarrassed. If your wife gets embarrassed, so then the, if you bear someone's wife, you do have to pay the, the, the husband. So, so answer the bar. No, but big do lace lazy lusa. Ishto is lazy lusa. What do you mean? It's not the same thing. <laughs> person's clothing is not the same thing as his wife. So with his clothing, that's, that's, it's not so uh, embarrassing. But for his wife, if his wife gets embarrassed, it's really uh, zilzal for him. And so that's, uh, that's why you have to pay, pay him. So I'm really Ravina Ravashi. But Ravina says to Ravashi, but wait a second, that's true. So if you embarrass someone from a family, 
right? You say to a, a poor person who comes from a wealthy family and you, uh, you know, denigrate him in some way. And, it, and it's an embarrassment, not just to him, it's an embarrassment to his entire family. So you should have to pay the whole family. Because again, that's still Zilusa. That's, that's Zilusa for all of them. So maybe I should do the same thing. So Amalai, no. Hasam lav gufayu, hacha ishto gufay havai. So no, in that case, the, my person's brother or their sister or whatever, or parent, then that's not their guf. But their wife is like their guf. Uh, so it's mamish, uh, right, perfect timing for this Gemara, because that's the reason why many of the Farshim say that, it, that many of the minak, that even if they white light, well, they, you know, mahajim and mahajim for Ashkenazim is every single person lights in their house. So um, some have the minak that the wife doesn't light. Why, why is that? So there, the Mishnah points out, ishto kagufo. Because right? the wi- uh, wife is like your own body, so that's why some have that minak, but the husband lights and the wife doesn't light for that exact reason. So look at this. I think Rabbi Leibowitz calls this a Daf Yomi coincidence. Right, this, so we call it Daf coincidence. Okay, um, let's just read a little bit of the Mishnah while we have a, you know, we have a short week, so let's see what we can do in the Mishnah here. So the Mishnah says as follows. Maos uh, So let's say a person has, uh, has, um, has set up, they give a certain amount of money to their, to their son-in-law when they get married. And he dies. He dies presumably after Kiddushin before Nisuin. So Amu Chachamim so what happens if, if he passes away after Kiddushin and now the guy has to give, has to do Yibam with this man's daughter. So the father-in-law can say, look, I was planning to give whatever that amount of money was, I was planning to give that to your brother. I wasn't planning to give it to you. You're a nice guy, but you're not, uh, you're not him. So I'm not, that, whatever money I was originally promised to be given after the Nisuin, so you, he, can, he can go back. Okay. Paschal ha'achnes lo elaf dinar. So what if he decided to give him a thousand dinar? Who posek kenegdan chamesha sheimana? So again, this is a situation where the father-in-law had had, had uh, or she had said she to bring in a certain amount of money, um, and then so uh, into the marriage as part of like her dowry. So she says, "I'm going to bring in a thousand dinar." So if that's true, so he has to the husband has to be ready to to, to give back in a certain sense. Chamesh uh, Yisraimana, which is fifteen hundred, basically a thousand. He's going to be willing to give time and a half back. Um, why? Because in the meantime, if they're married and he has that thousand dollars, thousand you know, uh, you know, thousand uh, dollars to deal with, what can he do? What can he do with it? He can invest it, right? That that cash is investable. So when he has that's not I don't know if that's a word. But when it's time to so when it's time to uh, pay back, he has to be willing to pay back a time and a half. Should they get divorced? Um, but if it's if it's uh, you know, not not, uh, not cash, but other other, other items. Bimana vishavimana. He's willing to pay back. You know, uh, the, the, the same amount. Fine. So, you know, we'll stop here. Dinar and mana are the same thing. A thousand, a thousand dinars, a uh, hundred dinars a month or something. Okay. Something like that. But we'll 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 we'll, we'll continue this uh, these calculations. There's a lot of math, so we'll continue that when we come back tomorrow. Okay. Sure.